0: What's up, guys? It's Dr. LaHue, and this is one of my daughters, Grace. Hello. My oldest daughter, and uh, we're just chilling out this weekend. We're having, believe it or not, a hurricane party at our house, Um, but uh, I thought it'd be a good time to uh, talk to Grace about the Enneagram. She uh, identifies as an eight, and we don't have microphones or anything, so we'll just do the best we can do, so it's kind of informal. Grace, tell me a little bit about your uh, tell our audience a little bit about uh what it means for you to be an eight on the enneagram
1: so when i first learned about the enneagram one of the first numbers i learned about was seven and i really wanted to be a seven yeah because they're so fun who wouldn't want to be a seven so i went around for like a couple days and told everyone guys i'm a seven read all about it and everyone read it and was like. Yeah, that sounds like you, except you're not fun and you're mean, (laughs) so... She's not mean. Anyway, I didn't get to claim seven for very long, Um, but learning about the eight has helped so much. I've done tons of study about Myers-Briggs and DISC. I did a whole degree in counseling and human services, so we learned tons of personality stuff, and I think out of all of the tests I've taken, eight describes me better than any other even
0: help. better than the myers briggs and disc
1: yeah for sure well my in case you're wondering my myers briggs is an entp which is not very flattering which isn't
0: that the joker i think yeah
1: pretty okay, sure I yeah thought so yeah yeah there's tons of great ones so yeah not very flattering it's like the lowest second lowest ranking income entp so. and, and
0: if it was an entj isn't that like yeah number highest? one right
1: so if i could make up you know my mind about things then i'd be doing okay, i
0: said but. that in another video that um I'm an E. I'm an ENFP, and if I could change it, I'd. I would probably try to be an ENTJ. But yeah,
1: nah, it's okay. You are what you are. You are what you are. So, what did I answer the question?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, um, what has been one of the most helpful things that you've you've picked up on? Maybe being a little more compassionate with yourself, something like that.
1: Yeah. Um. So, in learning about the Enneagram, when it I listened to some. I don't remember if it was a podcast or what, and they were talking about learning. You're an eight is usually helpful for the people around you, even more than it is for you yourself. Um, eights are really no nonsense. Like if I think it, I pretty much say it. I do my best to not hurt people's feelings, but I just tell the truth. It's true. If it comes out, it comes out, and and so I think it's helpful for like my husband who's a nine to know, okay, you're dealing with an eight and sometimes eights say things and they're really not trying to be hurtful or rude or whatever. So I think for me it's helpful with all the other personality stuff I kind of already learned like, you need to soften things, you need to smile when you talk and you need to be you know gentle with your words. But I think this has helped me to see that, okay, I am actually doing my best most of the time and I feel like if you have people in your life who are eights and they're mild mannered or they at least seem to have some self control, like you should appreciate that because that's really difficult. Um,
0: Do you ever feel like you have to talk yourself down? Like, like you could you could get <laughs> aggravated. You could respond.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. What's for that
0: sure. process like?
1: So eights in stress move to five and I think learning that has been really helpful because my natural instinct is just keep going push forward escalate things doer. yeah and so it's like a minor inconvenience to everyone else I can see a hundred reasons why this is actually a huge inconvenience and not only has it ruined my day but it's ruined the day of everyone around me and you're the fool that made this happen um, and so I think when I can move to that five in stress it's actually really helpful because then I can stop and look at the facts and say, okay, well, this is really just a mild inconvenience. This isn't a day ruiner. This isn't, no one else is losing their minds because we showed up and the restaurant was closed, you know? Um, So I think for me, it's helpful to recognize knowing my natural instinct is to make things more than they need to be, to get that intensity and to pause and stop and say okay i don't need to act on everything i need to think this through a little bit it's hard for me to think before i do um so this has been helpful to see that yeah it is necessary and like that's something i'm definitely lacking in
0: now you taught a class at our church on the enneagram and um how did you feel about that experience
1: it was so much fun it was really good um it's awesome to see people like get it because when you know your type and you like wrestle through all the garbage of it, um, you can come out on the other end and you're a lot healthier, a lot easier to be around, a lot, you know, and I think especially being an eight, like one of the issues that eights have is seeing others as like faceless robots, you know, like either you're for me, you're against me, or you just don't matter all that much. Um, And so it's helpful for me when I start to recognize like, oh, you're a four, you're a six, you're a nine. It, it's like I already have a way to connect because it's eights moved to two when they're good. And so like, I really want to connect, but sometimes it's hard for me to like know how to do that. So this is an easy way for me then. Like those people that are in my class, I have better relationships with them now than probably anyone else at the church, you know, because those are people I've spent time with and talked to and learned a little bit about the way that they think.
0: Yeah. I think the Enneagram helps us be a little more understanding, a little more compassionate of people. When we can understand their number, understand their type, then we kind of get a sense of like the turmoil that they're in.
1: Right. And yeah. we're, we're
0: all kind of in some kind of turmoil. Um, you know, we have either our, our idealistic ideas of the way things ought to be, but then it doesn't work out that way or, and it helps us be a little more compassionate with people. Um, I was thinking about, uh, your husband's a nine. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, do you think eights and nines go good together?
1: Yeah, I can't really imagine being married to any other number. Um, I think maybe if you were an eight man, you could marry a different number of a girl, but being an eight girl, like... I need to be married to someone who mostly doesn't care what I do.
0: Somebody who's gone to sleep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> give him a sandwich. Give him a drink. Hand him the remote. He's fine. You know? Yeah,
0: he's what? The self-preservation nine?
1: Yeah, simple pleasures Simple is pleasures. Is the word that defines that. So literally, he's been, I mean, he's doing a puzzle right now. And he's been doing this puzzle <laughs> yeah. for like three weeks.
0: We were just reading a book and it said that the self-preservation nine is most content with like their favorite sandwich, their favorite TV show, puzzles. Puzzles. I was
1: like... Mm, he's not even listening to me right now because he's doing a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It works out really well, though. Eights and nines are the ty- the two types most concerned with physical comfort. So works really good. Our house is super comfortable. Lots of pillows and blankets everywhere. Forget the throw blankets; those are not good. We have real comforters on every couch. Yeah. Because that's more comfortable. Well,
0: and it has the word comfort in it. Uh,
1: yeah. Hello, comforter. (laughs) And I
0: think I read somewhere that Nines they tend to like uh, value comfort more than about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You say that's true.
1: Uh, one (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, Zach. I mean, I tease him because. I'm like, you can literally go days without ever doing anything that really needs to get done. But as soon as it infringes on your comfort, this is an immediate crisis. We need to get this taken care of right now. No question. It doesn't matter how much it costs. It doesn't matter who it inconvenience. We have to solve this problem. It's like, we're living with a hundred other problems. Those don't matter because I'm comfortable with those.
0: Yeah. So even though you're both in that action oriented
1: yeah, it looks very different.
0: It looks very different. Yes, yeah. very
1: different. He'll
0: move to action when he's compelled to move. Yeah. And you kind of more impulse into action. And then then do you at sometimes after you've taken action, do you then reflect on the action whether or not it was appropriate or not?
1: Um, that would probably be a good <laughs> step. <laughs> not usually. Um, So
0: you don't waste a lot of time sitting around thinking, was that really the right decision?
1: No, I don't really think too much about any decision. That's the problem sometimes. Um, I think that eights and ones can look a lot alike because they're both like, well, something has to be done. I'll do it. I don't care. Punch me, you know. But I think afterwards, maybe ones kind of wonder, like, did I handle that right? Should I have said this differently? I wonder what they're thinking now. And I've already forgotten about it.
0: Because they probably go to bed thinking, oh, I could have done this better. I could have handled this better. But you don't necessarily.
1: No, no. (laughs) And that's another thing. Like, I think people think that I'm angry about things. And, like, I get really riled up. But it just feels like energy to me. It doesn't feel like I'm actually mad. So, like, I never go go to bed angry. Like, I have plenty of reasons to be mad at some people. But I don't go to bed and think about it. I just...
0: So do you think like sometimes eights get a bad rap? People think that they're angrier than they really are?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think some of it is our fault as an eight. It's my fault because I come in guns of blazing, you know, you'll never believe I'm coming down the street. Like today I came home and we have all these tree trimmers out here getting ready for the hurricane. I'm like, these tree trimmers are going to run you off the road. They don't care about anybody but themselves. Are you kidding me? We had to back up the car. We had to come all the way around. This is ridiculous. Get their license. This is nuts. You know? And so I'm like, so over the top intense. Yeah. These tree trimmers when really it was like a minute and a half detour. I wasn't even the one driving and i only remembered it because i was trying to think of an example when i was being ridiculous otherwise couldn't care less about the tree trimmer so
0: so one thing i was thinking about with eights is the the idea of like placing blame
1: (laughs) go ahead continue
0: (laughs) okay so like if a one you know sees somebody doing something they shouldn't do they feel the need to correct that person Well, tell me about eights and blame.
1: So let me start with saying I think eights are definitely responsible and will, a healthy eight will take responsibility for their wrongdoing. I can admit, okay, I blew this out of proportion or I had no business going and talking to these people. So I think when I'm in a good place, I can see the role that I played in it. But even then I probably don't see the extent but i think i mean eights are always the whole thing is like concerned with justice and so if that's your the lens you're looking through is looking for justice that essentially means looking to place blame so with any situation that happens i can always see like well you should have done this or you if you would have called ahead we would have known if if you would have checked the gas level we would have been fine if you it's like it's, it's so easy to see like all the ways that things went wrong and all the people that should have been held responsible for those things. And I think the problem is sometimes eights feel like it's their job to make sure those people are held responsible. So I think that's something that I've been learning that like, it's not really my job to make sure everyone is responsible. Like, especially growing up as a kid, like, I can definitely see that more like with my siblings. Like if you would tell them, no, we're not bringing toys to the table, and then here, so and so, you know, Madison shows up with a toy at the table. I'm like, oh, so I guess this isn't really a rule anymore. Who is in charge of this? Who told her she couldn't have it? And who let her bring it? And who gave her the idea this is going to be okay? You know, and that's not really appropriate for a five year old to bring to the attention of everyone. So just I
0: think, doing your part to help.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, it's feel like they're being helpful. Don't you want to know whose fault it is that things are going wrong? Obviously, you can't see it because if you did, you'd be just as upset as I am.
0: If we were only better parents, Come on. we would we would fix you this injustice. You wouldn't have children
1: that bring toys to the table. Yeah. So
0: that can be exhausting, going around life looking for who's to blame and where's the injustice. And
1: to be fair, it happens in like a split second. It's not like I'm. I don't think eights are like, gee, I wonder who's to blame, you know. And I don't think eights are gonna necessarily like be a victim. Cause that's like the opposite of what eights wanna do. So I don't think they're gonna be like, well, so-and-so is so mean to me and that's why I'm like this. They're, it's gonna be fueled with anger. It's
0: gonna be more like, I hate her and everybody that's close and to me needs to do. hate her too. Here's
1: 35 reasons why she's the worst. Yeah.
0: And you're like, what's your last name again? Oh, I don't uh, know. No. <laughs> I don't it's know probably
1: stupid. <laughs>
0: she's a tree trimmer. Yes. They need to be Running stopped. Me off the road. Taking the city over, it needs to stop um, now. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's one last thing I wanted to ask you about with eights. Tell me about eights and the phrase cut the crap.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, 100%. I think if eights could share a message with the world, that's what it'd be. Cut the crap. Stop. It does not matter what it is you have to say. It doesn't matter if you think you're going to hurt my feelings or someone else's. It doesn't matter if you could lose your job. It doesn't matter if you could lose your family. Like tell the truth, the whole truth. And in my opinion, lying by omission is just as bad as actively telling a lie um mom and i were talking about the other day and we could think of two instances in my entire life where i like outright lied to her one of them i was like two years old and one of them i was like 14. is that when you said you loved
0: her more than dad is that one of the lies
1: (laughs) well we're not gonna talk about that okay um no anyway so i think it's like if you eights are always on the lookout like who's up to no good, who's not playing in by the rules, who's not playing fair, who's not, you know, who's treating someone not the way they should be treated. And so it's like, we're already trying to find the crap you're hiding anyway, just say it, you know? And I I have no respect for people who tell half-truths. I have no respect for people who try to cover stuff up to make them look better. I think that's why if you watch any movies and you try to identify like, Who's the hero, who's the villain, or who's not getting along? It's almost always eights and threes not getting along. And I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that the sin of three is deceit. And that's and the holy idea, like the ultimate thing that the eight wants is truth. And so it's like anytime there's deceit, anytime you're not just threes, everybody does it. Anytime you're trying to make yourself look better or trying to whatever, to cover something up, to hide your shame, you know it's not about that. And I think something you can expect from an eight is that they're not going to do that to you for the most part, unless they're like really unhealthy, like really not good, which if you meet a really unhealthy eight, just stay away because they're bad news. Um,
0: And if they carry a gun, you might want to report it to the police. (laughs)
1: Yeah, seriously. Don't, don't bother with them. Um, But I think most middle of the row eights, you can expect they're not going to lie to you. They're not going to, half-truth-view. You know, they're going to give you the whole story. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance, too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts
0: the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances,
1: and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Mm. Silk almond milk
0: with calcium, vitamins, A, D and E. Feel plenty good. Whether it hurts your feelings or not.
1: Yeah. Like it's not even a question. Like if somebody asks me something like, my intention is not to hurt your feelings, but my intention is to tell the full and complete truth. Yeah. So,
0: well, I can appreciate that. Yeah. At least, you know where you stand with an eight usually.
1: Yeah, for sure. It
0: for might sure. be on the other side of the moat, the other side of the drawbridge, yeah. but
1: you might you know, end up blocked on Facebook, but, you know, it happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I can say being loved by an 8, being on the inside of that 8s world is a special thing. And you guys that have an 8 in your life that, that you're close to, you you can attest to that fact that 8s that love in a very deep, real, tangible way. Um, it's hard for 8s to open up and show you their heart. It's hard for them to... To express vulnerability and when you're brought into the world of an eight, you know you're in a special place.
1: Yeah, we've talked about before, like if you think about a it, castle, it's like a two, they're gonna like keep the moat down all the time. And you can walk into They let the
0: barbarians in. Yeah, they're like,
1: come on in, guys. Keep the come barbarians Sit down, out. eat at the table, spill your food all over the carpet. I don't care. You know, as long as you stay right here on the first floor, you're welcome anywhere on the first floor. You know, and I think eights are very different. It's so, like the moat is up, and then we'll let it down, let one person come across, and then the moat goes back up. But it's like once you're in, you're free to roam about, take what you need, break it, buy it. It doesn't matter. Like whatever you And then there's
0: no deceit in. in that.
1: Exactly. Because exactly. you let them in. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, I think sometimes though can, the aides can get themselves in trouble like that because they can let the wrong person in every once in a while and it's like, oh gosh, we let you in and we set up a room for you and you camped out and look. And then
0: you double up your walls.
1: Yeah, and it's like, all right, everybody out. I <laughs> you know?
0: knew it. Yeah. I knew you can't trust people. Yeah. I knew it. to
1: the alligators, so, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, one last thing. The culture of the mafia. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. they said that that's what an eight energy is. The culture of the mafia. What do you think they mean by that?
1: Um, Cause you don't
0: look like the mafia.
1: No, and that's, oh, that's the trick. That's is the there, trick.
0: is there some deceit that I don't know about?
1: No, I'm afraid not. Um, no, I definitely agree. Um, eight, so I am a social eight. Um, Which means
0: you're a counter eight. Yeah,
1: counter eight. So I, if you read through the list of how eights feel, I feel 100% that way, but. As you can see, I'm smiling, and I'm nice, and I took the time out of my day to do this interview for you. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. So, I try to be more accommodating than maybe other aides do. So, anyway, um, when it comes to the culture of the mob, though, or the mafia, um, yeah, the word for the social aid is camaraderie. That's what they're after. And what is more... Camaraderie than the mafia, you know? These are right here, my family, these three families right here, we own the block, (laughs) and nothing happens here unless we say it does. And if you cross us, you're dead, you know?
0: And you think that's the way eights kind of feel?
1: One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I wish I had mafia. So the <laughs> so so leave,
0: your comments, leave your comments. I'm on it. Leave your comments below, yes. where she can get in touch with the with yeah. me familia.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you kind of have that mentality, like there's my people, and everybody else is a street urchin out there. That yeah, for they, sure. If they step on our block, we're gonna get them.
1: For sure. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like in the ranking they belong. You know, some people we can trust. Some people we're not so sure about. Some people couldn't care less about. Do
0: you think one last question? Then I'm gonna be done. Do you think that when you're done at Walmart and you push your shopping cart out to your car, do you think you should push it back to the shopping cart corral or just leave it in the parking lot anywhere? I don't.
1: First of all, I don't really believe in a lot of shoulds. So (laughs) you lost me already. Yeah, Yeah, I don't should much. Okay. Um, You know, first push it into the car. First of all, what I can tell you is the number one, this is helpful. Women, listen to this. The number one location you're most likely to be kidnapped is a grocery store parking lot. So knowing that and knowing I will not be a victim, I'm like, you know what? We got to get to the car, put the things in, put the buggy in between my car and the other one, get my car and leave. There's that people are literally paid to come and get these shopping. You're cards. helping. Yes, I came out of the library today, and there's some old man screaming about raising uh, minimum wage, and he was like, "Come sign my petition to raise minimum wage," and I was like, "Oh, to get rid of minimum wage because I think it's a, it's a hoax." Anyway, this is ridiculous. I don't know why we have minimum wage. So I'm like, if for minimum would, work, yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> look, if you're working a minimum wage job, this is your duty in life to take my shopping cart, put it where it belongs. There you go. If you don't want to do that,
0: don't work that job. Or the mafia will come get you. Yeah,
1: you're welcome.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Grace. I appreciate it. It's been helpful, insightful to understand more from the perspective of an eight. If you have eights in your life, be glad they haven't rubbed you out yet. So there you go. All right. (laughs) Awesome. We'll see you next time. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. You can get in touch with me if you need to. Uh, In the description below is information. And be present to life. And uh, we wish you blessings.